Welcome to the Equine Connection Podcast, where health, nutrition, and love for the horse come together. This podcast is brought to you by Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition. I'm Dr. Chris Mortensen. And I'm Dr. Nicole Rambo. Welcome back, Nicole. How are things in Ohio today? Oh, things are gorgeous today, Chris. How are you? Good, good. Spring, summer, best time of year. Well, I love this topic because water for me has always been one of those things that like always wanted to make sure my students or if I was ever talking to uh, horse owners, you know, water is so critical. It's such a critical nutrient. I mean, is that true? Yeah, I absolutely don't disagree with that. Horses don't eat if they're not drinking and, and they can, I mean, we don't want this to happen, obviously, but they can go a period of time without eating can't go along without drinking. So yeah, absolutely. Water is the foundation of life. It really is. It really is. And I know owners out there, the listeners know that their horses need water, you know, but I think today we're going to drill down a little bit, you know, on factors that can influence intake, but also the quality, because, you know, you think, oh, they're horses and, you know, like our other pets, they can, they can drink some muddy water, puddle on the ground or whatever. But really we want good, fresh, clean water with these horses. So, you know, we want to really talk about what water quality looks like because there's some other considerations there. But just to kind of kick this off again, you know, if we could just remind the listeners, what are some factors that can influence intake? The weather and their diet are really the two biggest ones. And then we follow that with exercise. And so sometimes we see a big change in water intake when we go from hay to fresh pasture. So that's the diet component. How much water is coming along with the feedstuffs they're consuming? And the reason they drink less water when they're on pasture is fresh grass, especially in the spring, contains so much water in it. You know, after that, we think about temperature. So horses generally tend to drink more as the weather as the temperature increases. Uh, certainly that's compounded by exercise. So Light exercise doesn't really change water intake very much, but if horses are working very hard, particularly if they're sweating a lot, all of a sudden their water needs go up as well. Now, I know we had this discussion before, and I, I don't remember the exact podcast, but we were talking about dehydration in horses and checking. And I can't remember the study. I think it was either out of Europe or somewhere out of the Middle East. And they were saying that this, the skin pinch test isn't the best test to check if your horse is hydrated. And now that's something I learned a long time ago as a young student, that one of the best ways to check is to, you know, gently pinch their neck and watch to see if that bounces back to check hydration status. So is that the gold standard still? Yeah, that's totally the one we learn in pony club, 4-H, all those things. And I know the research that you're referencing, I don't remember where it came out of either, but essentially the gist of that was that a horse can have a normal skin pinch test and still be dehydrated. So it's great quick test indicator. Absolutely. It's just not the be-all, end-all indicator. If their skin pinch test is normal, but you still have suspicions that they're not drinking enough, I would suggest you follow up on those suspicions and do more research to confirm their water intake. So skin pinch test is one. Capillary refill time is another. So basically, if you lift their lip, their gum should be like a healthy pink color. If you press your thumb on that firmly and take it away, it'll turn a real white color and then within a second or two should turn pink again. You know, some other indicators while you're up there in their mouth, like it, it should be moist, same thing in their nose. And then 
One thing that can be an indicator is the color of their urine. So just like people, if horses are dehydrated, that their urine can be a lot darker. One thing to realize is there are other causes of dark urine. You know, there's always some natural variation. And then, of course, if a horse has a severe tying up issue, you get that real dark, dark brown urine. All of those are just kind of general indicators. I would say the best thing we can do is monitor their water intake. Now, sometimes that's easier said than done. In a situation where I'm specifically concerned about a horse's water intake, I would like to have them separate from the other horses so we can measure just their intake. And, you know, instead of using the automatic water, we might shut that off and hang a bucket, give them their own water tanks. That's the best way to truly know, is my horse drinking in that? No, very good point. Very big. Good point. And I've seen it. I've, I've, I've seen it tented like before. And I was like, oh, get some water in this horse, you know, especially down in Florida or Texas. Now to build up on this, you know, we're going to talk about here in a second about water quality and some of the things we want to look for. Okay. Now sources of water, where are the owners getting it? Is it just from the tap or is there some other sources that we should mention? Mm, I've seen some interesting things, Chris. So, you know, most horses receive water from a tap, whether it's city water or well water. I'd say that is by far the most common. There absolutely are situations where horses are drinking from natural water sources, be that a stream or a pond. Uh, those, neither of those would be my preference, right? Uh, for two reasons. One, you know, when you're using a stream for a water source, you have no control over what's being put in that stream upstream. So, even though your management might be lovely, there could be something upstream that could contaminate the water. And then ponds are a very stagnant source of water and they, they can very easily be contaminated. And that's not to say that there aren't horses managed in those situations that are fine, but I, I've seen more issues on those sort of natural water sources. You know, I've seen some other issues in other places too, but a natural water source would not be my preference. And you mentioned well water, and I haven't really ran across this, but when I think of it, is that a really good source of water for horses or can that get contaminated too? Yeah, nope, that's, that is absolutely true as well. Um, and certainly there have been situations where horses are on a well water situation where I've recommended testing and we found some interesting things. Okay, now looking at what, with the, the really the topic of this podcast, water quality. And, you know, I used to always say, hey, if you would drink it, it's obviously good quality for the horse. Uh, that's the best that we're looking for. If safe for human consumption, it's very safe for the horses. But obviously, if, if it's a natural water source or you're, you're putting water in buckets, it's outside exposed to the elements in a water trough, you know, things can get in it. What is going down the list of quality? What are the things that you're looking for? just to make sure our horses are safe and that they're actually going to drink it. Yeah, so we always say they need access to fresh, clean water 24-7. You know, there used to be this myth that hot horses shouldn't drink water. We found out that is definitely not true. But when we say fresh and clean, we're thinking about free from contamination, whether that contamination be something environmental, pesticides, heavy metals, parasites. So, you know, if we have a lot of fecal contamination of our water, that can be problematic. Then also thinking about the container that the water is in. So are we keeping it clean where we're scrubbing it? It's not getting really gunky. It doesn't have a lot of, you know, mosquito, mosquito larvae, things like that. And to your point, fresh and clean. It, it seems relatively simple. I'd say all of us 
understand looking at water and we can say, oh, that's gross. There's algae on it and we can visually see some of the problems with water. Some of the other problems aren't as visually apparent, but check mark number one is it is it fresh and clean? Is it clear? Is the container, whatever that container may be, being cleaned regularly? Well, one thing you mentioned is getting the water tested, right? So where could people go to get that done? And, and I guess who should get it done? Yeah, the situations where I've recommend we do water testing is when we have something weird going on on the farm and we're looking for explanations. And water is just one of those things we might like to rule out. One of them was a barn that just had, you know, multiple chronic diarrheas and we ruled out a lot of other stuff. They happened to be on a well and what we actually found there was a high amount of bacteria in their water. So where you get your water tested depends a little bit on where you live. But generally, your county extension office is a good reference to find out what local labs are in your area. And sometimes they're going to be a livestock-specific labs. Other times, we've actually used like the county, municipality, whatever they're using to test water for people, totally appropriate as well, because we're essentially looking for the same things. Bacteria is a big one. Um, no water is completely clean, but there are levels that we realize that things become pr problematic. You know, might be contamination that comes from things like fertilizer, so nitrates. This, this would be a huge issue in some other livestock species, still an issue in horses as well. So it's a type of nitrogen, and if there's runoff from recently fertilized feeds, that can become toxic if consumed in high enough quantities. Then the other big one is total dissolved solids. So Total dissolved solids are a measure of inorganic salts. So you're going to be your calcium, your magnesium, your sodium. And when those levels get pretty high, they actually cause the water to not taste as great. And it depends on the individual horse, how sensitive they are to that. So just like with feed, some horses are very sensitive to even changing good water to good water. Uh, other horses are less sensitive, but if they get to high enough levels, pretty much any horse will back off their water intake, which we know can lead to dehydration, increased risk of colic, decreased performance, all of those not great things. No, very good explanation, Nicole. Now, any final tips on water? I know we've, we, you know, throughout our podcast, we always talk about water and, and, and certain conditions, but just some overall you know, tips for the listeners. I know temperature is a big deal, but is there anything else you'd like to mention or, or let them know about? Absolutely. Temperature, great one. Horses prefer water between 45 and 65 degrees. So when it's really cold, they want their water heated. Obviously, in the heat of summer, we might want, not want to put the black water tank out in the bright sun. That might impact some horses' intake. And along those lines, for your average size horse, kind of rule of thumb is most horses will drink about 10 gallons per day or two five-gallon buckets. Back to what we said in the beginning, oftentimes horses in turnout and different things might have shared water sources. If we are concerned, the best way to really get a handle on how much our horses are drinking is to separate them for some period of time, measure their actual water intake. And if you have a horse that's just not drinking quite enough, even though we should be offering free choice salt all the time, not all of them will readily consume that. So just add a tablespoon of salt to their meal and that'll stimulate that thirst mechanism so we can get them to naturally drink a little bit more water. All great advice. I think you covered everything, Nicole. So I think we just ended there this week. I mean, not the longest podcast, but probably 
one of the more important ones. I, I just, water is so critical for our animals, for any horse owner out there. And just as a reminder, if you have any topics that you, you're wanting us to cover on the podcast, please feel free to contact us. The link's always on the show notes, or you can go to the website, tributeequinenutrition.com. The contact link is there. Uh, Facebook, uh, you can also go on Instagram. Send us a message. Let us know what you think. But thanks a lot, Dr. Rambo. And, and I'll see you next week for another great podcast. Thanks so much.